doing this live. We're doing it live. I think we're doing do it, it live. live. Still alive. Breeze Nation, what's good? It's your boy Pat the Designer back at it again. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us for another episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. We are at the last day of training camp, and the Chicago Bears defense looks like it might be a little bit formidable heading into this season. We got to talk about that. The young fella, Javon Dexter, coming out and being able to dominate. And then uh, finally, are they going to add a little D-line help? There's still some names out there that the Bears could go after. Are there some players that the Bears should be interested? We'll talk about all that and more on today's episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel to talk Chicago sports. Hot Chicago talk. So make sure you stay in tune with us, man. Kid is in the building. And we also got the super producer, Joel Holt. What's happening? Chilling in the back. Always good to see the family in the building. Handling family business. Uh, Boys. Training camp has come to a close, and it looks like we got a defense. I'm not going to lie to you. I was very excited by what I saw from this Bears defense today. Ton of pressure, ton of time in the backfield. Did a great job. Our DB room looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like we've got some weapons that we can count on on defense to just go out there and do their job, and that excites me. With the, with the additions that you guys have, have heard that with what we've seen in the training camp so far, what's your expectations for this defense this season? Because coming out and seeing them dominate today, it really got me excited about what this defense can be. And I think that there's multiple levels, when healthy, that they can go to. Um, well, to me, it's ahead. a quick – that was a quick fix. <laughs> if it works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's still early. I think they – they're probably still another piece or two from being able to really like dominate whatever the full vision is for this team. But just to get or is it Yannick? No, it's Yannick. Unique. Y- unique. Unique in Gakwe. Yeah. So to get him. Is it really? Yeah. It's he, unique. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, so, you know, I'm encouraged. Yeah, it's unique. Nah. Kid. No, no, no. See, you see, people get famous and start trying to change their names and stuff. Well, like that. here's it's the like, thing: it's I like think Kobe Cockburn is now Coburn. All right, nah, it's definitely Cockburn. All right, I ain't trying to hear that. Uh, I, I think with him, he was African, and everybody was just like Yannick, and he was like, "Do whatever makes you happy." And then finally, his mama got in his ear and was like, "Correct your name before I hurt you." Who was that? <laughs> what, what, what quarterback was that? Um, the quarterback. The quarterback, um, you know, black quarterback. Thing. What was the quarterback on? Uh, I think it was on the Bills, and then he had to. He was on the Chargers. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod. Yeah, you go. Oh, his name is Tyrod now. It, it remember? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's gross. It, it was Tyrod forever. His name, his name is Tyrod. I'm yeah. going Tyrod Taylor. His mama called him Tyrod. I'm calling him Tyrod. Tyrod. Hey, Tyrod. Get out of here, bro. That's like Leroy Butler. Man, you was Leroy our whole life. <laughs> yeah, that big contract. Now you Leroy. Get out of here. No, man. I'm. I'm really. Like how they changed Young Ho Koo's name. <laughs> Some Young Ho. It was Young Ho on the back of his jersey for a whole season. Now it's just cool. Now nah, it's just cool. No, well, you know, you know, that's you know, they they do their names the other way around. Like Yao Ming's name was Ming Yao. Mm. Nah, that's that's why Yao was on the back. That's true. That's true. So his name is technically Koo Young Ho, but you don't want to say that on the on the broadcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. That really was his name. But at the end of the day. 
<laughs> I gotta love it, man. You Who was that? He was a cool young hoe, man. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so he was kicking it with. Ah, oh, man, it's cool young hoe. <laughs> but I, I just, uh, to me, I, I, I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing from this defense. I'm encouraged by uh, the intensity that they come out with pr- at practice with. It looks like right now the defense is a step ahead of the offense, and that's not a bad thing at this point, right? That, that's why we're in preseason. That's why we're getting ready to go into you know a lot of these different, uh, uh, um, you know, going into these preseason games with a lot of different setups and stuff for the offense to be able to refine it. It's why Matt Eberflus realistically is playing his starters in preseason games in the beginning that are basically meaningless so that they can figure out kind of how things look versus a team that's basically not you that to run into. But it was good to see them dominate this last practice today, man. And and they came out and they did their thing today. Yeah, I mean, but the defense is always ahead of the offense. I mean, that's pretty standard. So the fact is if they got enough guys where, um, you know, we can – we talked about this if it's possibly a top 15 defense. So the biggest thing is if they might make a big jump if, you know, our rookies are doing well. So yeah. that's exciting to know. And that was one of the best things about having Zach Pickens on the show to me. Like getting getting an opportunity yeah. to talk to him over on the uh, Chicago Bears podcast, just getting to know him and getting to know kind of what the fire is, what he's going to be able to go out there and do, what he feels like he brings. He talked to me, he talked about one of the most important things that I think is under talked about, right? It's not just getting to the quarterback. That's great, right? If if you can get to the quarterback every play, I love it. But he talked about preparing himself as a nose and being able to dent that pocket on every play. If you're able to dent that pocket, that causes so much havoc. All of a sudden, you start to see guys going the other way, quarterbacks trying to move out of the way, get away. Now you've got a guy like Yon- Unique Ngakwe who's able to get to the get get to the quarterback because he's being flushed into him because that pocket is starting to dent. That's going to put the Bears in a lot of good positions defensively. It's going to make a lot of quarterbacks make dumb decisions. So, like you said, Joel, just really excited to see what this rookie class is going to be able to do. Yeah. Unique. Ngakwe. You still own the unique Ngakwe thing? It's not, even, it's not even remotely spelt like unique. Bro, it, it's it's African, bro. I'm going like to call him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> fam, fam, fam. No, no. No, heck no. Normally there's like a Q-U-E in that joint. This is Yannick. This is Y-A-N. Hey, my boy. I'm calling him. I'm saying his name how he say his name. Hey, you know what? No disrespect, my boy. I'm just letting you know that don't look nothing like unique. But if that's what you want us to call you, your name's unique. Anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm just saying it don't look nothing like it. Anyway, uh, I just can't wait to see what we actually look like on Saturday now. I, I'm happy to hear that the uh, starters are going to play. Um, did you get any in, uh, any sense of how long they were going to play? It's normally just like the first half or first – is it first half or first quarter? What are we doing? Basically, he said that – Matt, Matt Eberflus literally said, you know, it depends on who the player is, what you're going to see from the player, um, what your expectations are on the player and where they are at that at this point in the season. But you're not going to see much out of these guys. You're going to see one deep shot out of Justin Fields. He's going to try to hit DJ Moore over the top. It might work. It might not. If it doesn't work, then you're going to see Justin Fields hand the ball off three times and go sit down. Yep. You're not going to get – what it's the sec. if it's only three games yep. now, that means the second game is we're going to see something. Yeah, pretty much. The second game is the one, and I think more so from the practice in that second game, right? I think you get more. I was talking to Tommy Waddle about this today on the Chicago Bears pod, and he basically said, you know, you get more. 
Oh, my bad. I got a foul. <laughs> I was talking to I was talking to Tommy Waddle on that. And he was basically <laughs> saying that you end up getting more in the joint practice. Um, because you get to actually work on things. Get, teams are actually game planning for what you're trying to do. You're going at it more so then, and you're going to get more of Justin Fields versus another defense than you're going to get in that game because in that game, realistically, you're still only getting maybe a quarter and a half, two quarters of guys going out there and doing something for real. And at a minimum with the joint practice, at least you get more time in that. You get you know the, the week pretty much to go down there and see – Okay, how does this team look against the opposing defense? And and, and a Colts defense that still has, you know, names ish on it. So we'll get to see kind of what a different names ish. I mean, we we got a big name off of a defense on our team right now, but we'll get to see kind of what that, what that, what our offensive line looks like against an opposing defense for more than just a day when you're game planning versus that opposing defense. That's why these joint practices to me are important. And there you have it, homeboy. You you were so excited, y'all can't. He's so ready to hit that one. Y'all can't he was ready to hit that one. <laughs> y'all can't see him like behind and everything. He was just like, I, I got to get to the soundboard. I got I got to get there. I got. Well, since there. we're talking about the defense, so I got to pose this question: Do we officially have the best defense in the division? I mean, is the tough part about it, right? I think the the Lions' defense is better. <laughs> which, which is saying a lot. And the Lions have probably the best defensive line in the division right now. Um, the Vikings defense should be better, but we haven't seen it, right? Seen ton it. of first I round picks. I think the Vikings defense is aged out. Like, they already hit their um... – I'm sorry. I, I meant to say Vikings. Packers defense, I should I should say, should be better. <laughs> ton of first round picks on that defense. Yeah, they've been – ton yeah. of guys. And they just haven't been able to get it together. The Vikings defense is heading the other way. So for me, right, like, bro, yeah. them practice has been looking trash, bro. Hey, they, bro, they them excited pra- oh, about. God. I mean, you got to get excited about something, right? And I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that the Bears' offense has looked phenomenal every single day. Um, I feel like they are trying to add a lot of new things in at once, but I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that. My God, they looked phenomenal every day. But phenomenally, at least there's been days where they did look good. Because that Packers defense has had some – our offense has had some horrible days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is great to see. I love it. I appreciate it, man. Hit that like I button. If you, hit that like button. Drop a uh, FGB. Appreciate y'all for showing love out here, man. Uh, but, no, I, I ain't I, seen a D, uh, offense or – I ain't seen a group of grown men look so defeated at, before the season started a day in my life like that. They look beat before the season started. You didn't watch Bears training camp last season. And there you have it, homeboy. We came into that club with Byron Pringle and Equinamia St. Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wow, man. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's it's, it's just no, I I like what his defense is heading. I I really feel good about it. And to answer your question, yeah. I think that's a good question. Like, do the Bears have the best defense in the division right now? Now, of course, you got to see it on the field. But to me, on paper, now is it is it a defense that's signed long term? No, but I I like what we're getting from Zach Pickens to this point. I think Andrew Billings is a majorly underrated signing. Demarcus Walker's got to get himself back healthy, and and there's there's a lot of people 
who were not at camp today uh, dealing with some sort of injury or and not injury, but a little, little mm-hmm. nick up. We'll call it that uh, guys that didn't practice today. Chase Claypool, Nate Davis, Jaquan Brisker, Tremaine Edmonds, Demarcus Walker, Terrell Smith, Lucas Patrick, Travis Homer, Nathan Peterman, who cares? Uh, Dylan Cole and Josh Blackwell all did not practice today. So it'll be for me. You know, seeing the guys out there without even the starters being able to create pressure, create havoc, get through, um, it, it does it does excite me a little bit because it's not just this stalemate of garbage. Well, still I, a piece of garbage. I think I think the defense really has never ever been a problem for like Chicago. We've been no. able, we've been able to always build a defense. The problem is, um, will this offensive line actually hold up? The problem is, can we keep the defense fresh, right? If the defense always dominate, that's always been the problem. If the offense can just sustain drives, can we have some running drives? Can we just complete on third down uh, conversions? All those type of things to keep the defense healthy and fresh. This might be where we have a balanced team that can actually maybe the offense wins games and the defense. Mm -hmm. Last year, the defense just needed enough to help the offense win. And this might be a balanced team, but – we, if the offensive line isn't doing well, I mean, we only go as far as we can. Well, I think there's – now, the one thing that that has been bad on the offensive side of the football, and there's no way to hide. Oh, here we go. Here these, we guys, go. these guys have been jumping. And, and they're working in new snap counts. They're working in different things to try and throw guys off. It has been, to me, more the younger guys jumping. Braxton Jones in year two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Darnell Wright in year one. Uh, rookie year here. It, it to me has been those guys that are doing a lot of the jumping, but there's some bonehead things that have happened a couple of times today. Guys just lined up offsides. It's like look downhill at the ball. Um, you know, like th- there's there's little things that that's what this time of year is for. It's I'm not sitting here saying that. Oh my God, I'm so concerned about this. How are we going to be able to bounce back from this? Like I'm not saying that in the slightest, but there are the little things that you would think you you at this point finishing up training camp have a little bit more worked out to me and and they haven't worked out. There's still kinks in this offense. And so, you know, there's the hope that there's going to be more from this team uh, on the offensive line and a major hole that's still there. Like I said, top of that list, Nate Davis. Nate Davis still has not been able to build that continuity. Now, I think he'll be able to go out there and make plays. And I know he's a veteran. Everybody's telling me you don't got to worry about a guy like Nate Davis. He's a vet. He's going to get the job done. But you still got to build that continuity up. This is the offensive yeah, line. Yeah. It's not, it's not the wide receiver core where I can just go out there and just catch. Well, I think it goes to show that this it takes you three years, if not four, to build a team. So uh, I'm not going to say I was all warm and tingly and fuzzy inside when we You're got a little tingly. No, nah, not not really. No, was that not a, no. no? I didn't. Not a sensation. Oh, that was from the other thing. Never mind. Yeah, that was. Walls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, what are we talking no, about? I right think now. that the O line. <laughs> it's going to take a while. Like them drafting old boy that we got this year. He's probably number one or two. Uh, I mean, Tevin Jenkins. Hopefully, with the injury, but we still need five solid guys. So yeah, I, I feel that um, we're still waiting for this team to fully be complete. So we, I just think that hopefully they scheme for Justin Fields, that he's able to do some of what he's doing, some of the RPOs, running extended plays, and then he's able to, you know, pass, you know, get out of situations. Because we, he's probably going to still be doing some of the same stuff he did last year. Yeah. I mean, all that running out, of, getting out of the pocket, 
you know, counter moving and stuff. Uh, I think that's what we're going to see. I like your comment here. If you, if you are mine, it's oh, training yeah. campus for mistakes to happen. I love that they're making mistakes rather than lying to themselves and saying they're doing well. Bears offensive line is a real question mark. I, I appreciate that. I can, I definitely appreciate that. And you know what? Not just training camp, but you got preseason for us. We got three whole hours. Got a ton of time. Like no one's expecting them to come out the gate, you know, five and zero or something like that. Like we got some time to build this. Uh, I think we. The thing is, like to be honest, if ooh, ooh hot take, you gonna say five and zero? No, what I'm gonna say is you got to go one and zero. <laughs> yeah, you, no matter what coming out of this season, you one, do have to be one and one and zero. If we don't look good against the Packers, then that's gonna set the barometer for the season. Like, eh, we're supposed to beat them. Like the Packers have nothing to, to lose because it's like, well, we're technically supposed to lose with Jordan Love, but yeah. uh, no, we have to be one and zero, if not two and zero, before we get to Kansas City. I think you should be now. That should be you should be in a, that should be an expectation because of what you've added to this defense. Now it also depends on who's healthy to start the season off, everything's like that. But that should be an expectation. That should be. I was going to say pressure. Yes, there's pressure. You're in the NFL. There's pressure everywhere you look. That should be an expectation heading into this season because, to me, that first week against the Packers, you should be able to go out there and dominate. Rivalry week brings out a lot of different things from a team, and we all know that. I mean, we the Bears have egged out a win or two against the Aaron Rodgers-led Packers, and we were the weaker team. So, <laughs> when, when, I mean, win. I mean, he's twenty-two and five against hey, them, so we got hey, five wins. Listen, we got five yeah, wins. Yeah, I, was, I was gonna say, I don't think that that's it. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't think that that's it. Hey, but, hey, I'm just, I'm just saying, we got five of them things over here now. To compare to the twenty-two, it's a whole different story. But anyway, I'm just saying, like, if we were to lose the first game of the season, it would suck. But it's not like a, it's more how we lose than we lost. If that makes sense. Nah, you, you should, you should win that game. I said, oh, come on. you better get him back. You should be able to get him back. No, no, no. We need to win. You that. should, you should win that game. Like uh, we, we could, we could get him back the later, no, later in the no, season. I'm just saying, we no, don't we, have to necessarily win that. You game. have to win that game. It's, it's one of those games where I think of the Bears playing on. Now, of course, right? Everything could, you could lose that game. We could be the sky is falling, all of that. And then all of a sudden, we go on and win the next five games, and of it's course. not that bad. But realistically, to me, I think about that that game where the Chicago Bears go out 2006, uh, first game of the season, I believe, is versus Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers. Brett Favre gets sacked, I want to say, six times in that game. But it was a revenge game off of the last game they played against the Packers the year before mm -hmm. where he kicked their butts. And the Bears were like, we shouldn't have lost that game. We feel like we're right there. Right. They start the next season with that win, and then they go on a string of wins. Well, we start that season eight and one, but it started with that, oh, we're confident that we can come out and beat the team that's been our bugaboo. You got to say that right. You right. got to say that right. And watch but out for RG3 is, out here. The team has been our bugaboo for so long. Yeah, but this is not Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. Like, we have to get out. Uh, hey, listen. The, the, this, what the point I, is, I don't think so either, but let's pray to God we're I, right. The point <laughs> is that this, this division is wide open. I yeah. think that it's – 
this is now the chance to be the class of the division. Like the Lions are like teetering, like, yeah, they're good. We like them. We, you know, we're trying to get behind them, but really, I, Minnesota I like is, huh? I like that. I liked what the Lions have done. I, I like the Lions. I yeah, I mean, they're they're a good team, but in terms of the class of the NC North, this is our chance to do it. Now, mind you, we lost our biggest nemesis. I would, I would have rather kick that dude in the shin before he got out of Green Bay, and then we at least had a had some type of uh, stamp on saying that no, we're taking over now. But man, I'm so we, happy we, we don't play the Jets this season. J E T S. Hey, Jets, I Jets, said Jets. I said this right. I said this is my. This is my dream scenario mixed with a nightmare scenario. The Chicago Bears go on a Philadelphia Eagles run out of nowhere, right? And they just, like, set the league on fire, find their way to the Super Bowl just to play Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. No. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, this is my dream night. Like, we made the Super Bowl. That was ah! that was <laughs> what was he doing there? <laughs> no, I, I would rather we beat him. Like, that means so hey, much when you hey, can listen, beat the bully. Hey, hey, listen, no, I, no, dog. He got my control over d hey, It means <laughs> more when, it, when it's true I'm competition, you, you right can now. beat the best. Yes. Yeah. 22 now, and 5. It will feel 110%. It will feel better if we beat Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl. But I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't care if I go up against the the doggone Kansas City Chiefs and half the team has been eviscerated on the way to the Super Bowl. I'm not worried about beating the best. I just want to win the Super Bowl, bro. 1985, dog. 1985. I wasn't born yet. Well, I'm just saying we want to. I, I wasn't. I wasn't either. Jesus. Yeah, you guys. So how old were you in 1985? Why we? Why we? My, my Joe, how, how old were you in 85? Were, <laughs> were you 47 or 25? No, he early oh, 40s. Was, what was you, five, was six. six? You seven. I was six. Right. Oh, you were six. So you don't even remember it. I do. You just remember the house shaking. I do. You, you And I remember Harold Washington. And I remember the shirts. And I remember the house. We would, it was a good time. You remember it. You remember it like I remember the, the, the last three finals. I'm just saying. Why you got to minimize my memories? Dog? I'm I just I saying, dog. Like it, was, it wasn't like you was like six years old. Like, man, I really like how Walter broke that no, backside. No, no. Like I'm not you gonna, just existed. Dude. No, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie. But yes. I believe I it because I remember the last three finals for the Bulls. It was right hot. I, just, <laughs> I remember them. I watched them joints. My mom had us parked faithfully in front of that TV. We was glued. Jordan is on screen. How old was Baby. you in the last three finals, though? Four, five, and six. Last three finals was at 97. I was 18. 90, yeah, the last one is 97. Oh, last three is, is 98. No, I was I was eight. Last one I was eight. Okay, well, that makes sense as you remember that. That's when your memory started actually kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> you know that i moment. remember watching i remember that, watching that moment in life where you just become a conscious person out of nowhere you just be hey i'm actually in this mug hold on now <laughs> that's usually around eight years old <laughs> <laughs> nah. hey man the one thing i will say about this defense that i do like that does excite me the most and we finally saw it today we've been waiting on this from Flus. is we finally 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 saw Jervon Dexter have himself a day. And that is the thing that I've been waiting on. I mean, he did everything, everything the Bears needed him to do. He had uh, what I would call, now here's the tough part. I'm saying they're sacks because when he got in the backfield, it looked like he would have sacked the quarterback. I also know that Justin Fields 
is back there. So, like, it probably isn't a sack on Justin Fields. But in my mind, right, if that's Kirk Cousins' sack, yeah. if that's Jordan Love's sack, if that's Jared Goff's sack, right? So I was excited to see that. Had multiple tackles for loss. Caught a running back in the backfield. I, I think it was uh, 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 Deontay Foreman. Caught him in the backfield like on a – it was it was one of those where like it was a – I want to say it was a double handoff. Like you fake the first one, go go to the second option. And he just lit my mans up. Fire. Oh, my God. Geez, what, what You didn't have to do that. Michael um, batted the ball down at the line. There was there was a ton that he did well today. And it was good to see that right before we get to the preseason game. And the one thing that a lot of people have talked about with him that even Flus has talked about with him uh, has been the get off. He has to me, he has struggled in training camp adjusting from a two gap system to a penetrating style to this point. And, and the get-off's just been slow. Today it looked great. It looked crisp. He was hitting his holes the right way. Shout out to him. He was he was attacking downhill. He was pinning his ears back and just getting in the backfield. I thought that he looked really, really good today, and I think that he's he's a real asset to this team if he can continue to be that guy. Because remember, he was above Jalen Carter going into college. Right. He was the number mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. Right. defensive tackle going into college. And they t- sent him to that two-gap system, and all of a sudden, right, he wasn't the same player. Now he's back into that penetrating style, and slowly it feels like end of camp. I- I'll say from the from the beginning of camp where he was at to the end of camp, this feels like, okay, now I kind of get my cues. Now I get where I'm supposed to go. And the best part that I loved about it was today you saw uh, Unique Ngakwe out there working with him, and after practice was over, and it just shows his dedication to getting better. Correction, it's Yannick. Hey, man. Yannick. That's what uh, someone in the chat said. Hey, man. Listen, shout Yannick. out to them. Yeah. Shout out to them. I was going to say this, man. I, um, I, 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 All I know is when he, when I sat in the room and talked to him, he said, Yannick. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Um, that's the one flex pack guy. I was in the room with him. <laughs> right, right. I want to be in the room where it happens. The and there you have it, homeboy. The room in where the it room. happens. Nobody Hamilton. Nobody. Nobody Hamilton. Oh, you know so I know. I was going to say you know this. I, know it. <laughs> I feel that, you know, the blueprint to me of this cover two defense, I mean, it's like it's Sap, Derek Brooks, and um, why do I do this every time? The, the safety. Lynch, right? Well, you got Tommy Harris. Erlacher and Mike Brown. Yeah. So if we can get the nose tackle, the linebacker, it looks like Brisker, is it TJ Edwards or is it some, uh, Tremaine Edmonds? Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Tremaine Edmonds and then you know, they got Dexter. So does this, is this the recipe for success? You know, and then we got to round out that defensive line. Yeah. But I like it. I like where we're going. Hopefully we'll see. Uh, we'll see actually this first game, right? Yeah. I think, I think you'll get a ton of them in this first game because. I mean, he, he's still running with the twos. Your you're number one guys, right? Like, it was good to see him get there. Your number one guys are still Justin Jones and Andrew Billings. And Andrew Billings has been mm-hmm. – quiet as this kept, Andrew Billings is cooked all training camp. So I got to give him credit on that as well. Like like James Harden cooked or like once-in-a-lifetime Jeff T. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? 
Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. He could. He, I'm going to go Jeff T. No, I would, say, <laughs> well, I would say he's cooked like, it's a good name, Chris Bosch cooked, right? Where That's a consistent cooking. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. No, right? It's not, it's not, it's not, oh my God, he killed a guy every play, but it's just every play you can call out his name. You can sit there and say, hey man, I got, he's in the backfield. He's, he, you know, like he's, he's creating pressure. He's denting the pocket. He's attacking the run. He's doing something every play that you can feel confident about. So I, I know Chris Bosch cooked right there. Very consistent. Well, the other thing too, though, is, I mean, it's good to have, multiple linemen so you can rotate so especially with how they plan it yeah so hey hey flus is mm-hmm. flus out there doing hockey lineups bro i mean if, if let's just say these guys we got now are rated like an 80 85 type of rating and then jackster turns into a pro bowler you know i like having those guys as backups because when they can spell dexter yeah you know and pickens so no yeah and, and i think i think that's the thing about this defense right like you're going to get a ton of a lot of these guys being able to go out there and get opportunities this season. It's not just going to be one guy doing something. It's not just going to be, okay, we've got uh, um, George or Javon Dexter on every, on four downs on this one. You're going to see mm-hmm. Justin Jones get rotated in, and then it's going to be, hey, come out, defense line going to run out. You're going to see Javon Dexter get plenty of opportunities at, depending on down and distance, depending on kind, – because Justin Jones and Andrew Billings, the media run stops. It's kind of like uh, – what, what, what was that um... – I just had his name in my head. When we had Tank John, Mark Anderson yeah. came out of nowhere. Yeah. He came became a good defensive end. Uh, you know, we was Tank Johnson next to Tommy Harris. Tank Johnson and Tommy Harris. Yeah, Tank was nice too. Tank that whole defensive line. It was just like, man, if y'all could have just stayed healthy, bro. Yeah. Well, we can blame the offense for that. That. Yeah, yeah. It, it hey, man, if guys, they could stop running us out there every third play. <laughs> maybe if Tommy Harris wouldn't have ripped his hamstring off the bone. Speaking of hamstrings, uh, what's happening with your boy uh, Chase? Is he all right? Chase was still out today. Nothing new on Chase. Uh, he was still out. They're not going to tell us anything, um, basically, because they don't have to. You know what I mean? Like That's really that's realistically what it is. Uh, so Chase is still out today. Um was on the sidelines, was still John, was still talking, but nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, I have a question in reference to our DBs. Yeah, I was going to show that. Can we discuss? Bears DBs was one of the worst last in the fourth quarter, lack of discipline and understanding game situation. You also had a lack of talent. Yeah. I think you have more talent yeah. this year. And, yes, the two rookies that you brought in are more talented than Kendall Fildor. I would argue that they're probably in, in Terrell Smith and – uh, Tyreek Stevenson, they're probably more versatile than Kyler Gordon is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just going to, to me, that's going to raise the level of the room. When you have to cover for what other guys are doing on a consistent basis, when you have to cover, when you have, here's the main thing that's going to help them too. Guys are out of position. After six seconds, you have no choice but to be out of position. 
You find me a DB that's covering somebody for six, seven seconds. That's an eternity. I mean, like, that's an eternity in football. So you're not going to see guys do well. You want to know what the Bears allowed last season as far as quarterback or how many times the Bears were in the backfield causing pressure? Not much. They, I was going to say that. They had no pressure last year. How many sacks as a team did they have last year? I believe we had uh, – we had Was it a, 20? I want to say we had 27 sacks as a team. We had a negative net – no, we had 24 sacks as a team. We had a negative net 20, 37 sacks last Dude, year. Dude, do you remember the Miami game last year? Tua <laughs> didn't get touched. Hey, bro. Tua was Tua sitting there making was dinner. Like, he was <laughs> – Oh, my bad. He left-handed. Hold up. Let me turn this one. He was clean the whole time. They had no pressure. So, yeah, you can't. Yeah, is. <laughs> you can't expect. That's not going to happen. If if we have talent now that can get pressure, at yeah. least just pressure. Yeah. They didn't even pressure the guy. <laughs> We're talking about pressure. We need to get hurried. Pressure? <laughs> pressure? Speaking of. Uh... We're talking about pressure. Speaking of sacks, I guess this would be a good way to transition wow, to this. That was that was crazy. Crazy. Talk, that was crazy. Hey, that was crazy. Hey, 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 hey I ain't gonna hold hey, you. That was crazy. Hey, that was crazy. Hey, what, Damn, what I'm not gonna Shout out to Cameron hey, Mace. Hey. Where y'all at with that one? Pause on pause, flag on the play. That was crazy. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> but anyway, talking about a guy who could get to the QB at least. How about that? I just gotta reword this. He only had two of them sacks. That is pause. Let's let's let's. It was just how you said it, bro. That was insane. How you said it, dog. That was insane. Speaking of sacks, whoa. You gotta calm down. Clowny. All right, Clowny. We can talk about this dude. Hey, is his name Jadavion? How how do you pronounce his first name? <laughs> Jadavion. Is it, is, is it changed now? Jade Vion. Jade Vion. Yeah, he's Jade Vion. No, uh, Clowney's an interesting one. I, I, I wanted to bring this question up because Bears still have a ton of money left. And I, for me, right, that means that you can still add assets to this team. Jadavion Clowney, as a big money guy, is not the guy you want. But as a guy that can come in, rotate in, add pressure off of the edge, off of that opposite edge, should the Chicago Bears try and snag Jadavion Clowney? He just went in for a meeting with the Ravens today. I understand that. But you still got money. And realistically, looking at the two defenses, Bears might be in a better position right now just going forward. But again, it's all on paper. But should the Bears be looking to snag a guy like Jadavion Clowney, boys, to add to this defense? Or are you good with the Unique Ngakwe, uh, Demarcus Walker, uh, uh, um, Justin Jones, Andrew Billings, and riding with the rookies. Now, this is still stopgap. Shout out to my man, Drew. Uh, Drew Byman, what's happening, homie? Uh, yeah, fresh bodies do lead to sacks. I mean, we can get more people, uh, more fresh or a, a better rotation, then you know, we can do something with that. I mean, Clowney to me, he doesn't hurt to me. It's just like the Yannick signing, it's a one year deal. So For sure. why not why not stack up on these ones? This to me says we can at least make the playoffs this year. We have expectations, and I'd rather that our first wait. Do we give up a, any picks? Our first round pick for next year? We have two first round picks next year. All right, we, we have I, our pick, and we have Carolinas. Right. So I know we have Carolinas. So we still have actually we have an extra one. So we have two number ones. And I was just gonna say like 
our pick is not going to be worth anything if we get to at least a 20. I, I don't think I don't see this like Super Bowl contending type team, but at least we make it to the playoffs. So why it not? Depends. It, it depends because it's weird, right? Because here's the thing. We got Carolina's pick. Carolina, our, our pick was what, 10th this year, right? That's what we took uh, Darnell Wright, 10th. Well, we traded down. We traded down. So 11th overall. 11th we overall. Had, we had eight. Were we at eight? No, we were no, number we one. one. We traded right, back to 10 with Carolina, and then we ended up with yeah, the yeah. 11th overall pick because we traded back one more time with Indianapolis. Right? Say that again. Is that Indy we traded with No, in we the tra- draft? No, we traded down with uh, Carolina. No, no, we traded with Carolina oh. to get the number or for them to get the number one and us to get DJ Moore. Right. Remember, in the draft, we traded down one spot with the Eagles. With the Eagles. Yeah. Um, did them right, a solid, that's, right? Yeah, because that's what so we traded down one spot. We don't go get Darnell right. right. But that was still a top 10 pick with seven wins. That was a seven win team last year. Um, so I can't sit here and tell you one way or the other that like somebody's guaranteed to be top or bottom of the division because a seven win team last year had the tenth pick in the draft. I thought they got that from someone else. They were a, they were a Super Bowl contender. They had traded. Hmm. I thought they had Miami's pick. I think they, they had that too. That's why they, they had. Were, that's why they were willing to trade it. That was that pick. Yeah, seven and but ten. Miami's pick wouldn't have been high last year. Miami was a good football team. I don't think they did that well from what I remember. Who Miami? They had someone else's pick. They were once they once they got they the Super Bowl. They didn't have their pick wasn't that pick was thirty two or whatever. No, or thirty one. Oh, you talk about Philly. I'm not talking about Philly. I'm saying Carolina. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Carolina's pick. Yeah. Yes, the 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 pick that Philly Carolina's traded was pick Miami's was ninth. Pick. Carolina's pick. Oh, so he was tenth. Whatever it is. Carolina's pick was ninth. We traded down for the ninth pick, right? Correct to get the ten. What yeah. I'm saying is they had the ninth pick with seven wins. Mm-hmm. So my point is, if the Bears are a seven, eight win team this season, nine win team, whatever it is, it really just depends on where the rest of the league is because there's so much, uh, uh, um, there's so much mediocrity. You think well, about it. You got your top teams, then everybody else that's in the playoffs now is like nine and eight. 10 and 10 and 7, right? Like they, that, that's that's the middle of your pack right now. Well, it's more about uh the parity. Every year, injuries, whatever, coach changes. The Bears technically, I think they actually have the position. They're in position to really probably break out. I mean, this team could really do something. Yeah. Cuz it's the thing is it's not going to just be on this defense to do something. I mean, if they if they do if they do what they did last year with Fields and he's just moderately better in passing and then this defense is actually able to hold and sustain drives, it looks like we we were the number one team in rushing, right? Yeah. So just imagine he can actually get hit some of those guys. Some of those balls that got dropped, pause, uh, you know, where they across the middle, you know, there were certain key moments that these receivers were dropping passes. If we can, are able to change those, if we don't have the Valus Jones fumbles and we don't have some of those, it's so funny. I mean, we don't have some of those errors like that. We were in a lot of games, and I think they just basically tanked and was like, you know what, we're gonna shut this down. Man, I yeah. hope I hope Valus make my cut him tape look like a, a straight moron because to me, right, like he's had a great camp, but it's it's just one of those things where it's like, man, it'll never look bad, Pat, because he me that season. Hey, real bad that season. Hey, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. That's all I say. But at the end of the day, right, like, would you guys take Jadavion Clowney on a low money deal? Yeah, yeah I would take him as a, as a, um, you know, as a stockpile, some talent. He's, I think, what's low Justin, money? I mean, Justin Houston got what? What's just, what did Justin Houston just get? 
I don't know, but Justin Houston like led the league. Did he lead the league in sacks last year or something? Uh, ain't no way he led the league in sacks. No, he last went year. crazy. He had a Miles great Garrett year. Had sixteen sacks last year. It ain't no way. He no, he had a great year last year. He did have a great year. I'm not denying he that. Signed he signed a one. Had, year, he was on the Ravens, right? He had nine and a half sacks last year. You said he he signed what kid? This says he signed a one year. This is Sport Track by uh, Spot Track, Sport Track, whatever. Uh, one year, seven million dollar contract. So, okay. Probably with some incentives, all that in there. So one mil, seven. So one or one year, seven mil. Uh, y'all want to know who J- Jadavion Clowney is not? <laughs> He's not as good as thirty-five-year-old Justin Houston. <laughs> I just remember he had two sacks last year. You know what I mean? But I also think that the situation in Cleveland kind of ended up deteriorating. Basically, can you get him in here for a five million dollar deal? Because I think that's the thing right now. Jadavion doesn't have an option. He's a nice guy who we all believe is better than you and had a better season last year than you did. Just signed for seven mil one year. I got this one million, one year, five million dollar deal. And the five million probably has some incentives for you to get to the five. How much he played? I think think we still got 25 million under the cap. Then Then why are we holding on to this money? We can't take it with us. I mean, you can actually. Yeah, we we actually hit. Listen, it's a we, one we, year deal. No, I'm saying we we actually can take this money with us. Like we can roll it over into. I know next we season. can. You you get what I'm trying to say. Like if, yeah, if we don't use it and it just sits there and we just oh we just had 25 million that we didn't use to you know sure up anything else. It, it makes no sense. It's just dead money at that point. Use the money. Make this make those soldiers work. No, money is it's, it's, it's not dead money. Like it literally can like roll over in the next season. You can yeah, but it if it's a one year deal, you get that money back anyway. Theoretically, if you follow me, I get you. I get you. Yeah, he he was hurt, or maybe he was hurt. He only played like ten games. He played in twelve. He started ten of them, and he had two sacks last year. But he had nine sacks. Hey, in twelve games, you shouldn't have <laughs> two sacks. You know what I mean? Like, well, we don't know if he was, but he might have been hurt, yeah. and then you're not the same dude. Like. He might have had he had nine sacks the year before that. Yeah. He didn't do nothing. He didn't do anything in Tennessee. Had three sacks in Seattle. And he had nine sacks. He had a pair of nine sack seasons in against Houston. So he's kind of he's an average, you know, defensive end. But nine, I'll take nine sacks for five million. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I mean, they that's and it, here's the thing. You have to sign him with the with the theoretic thought process that hey, he probably might not get that again. Yeah, maybe you get five, maybe you get. But to me, right, he's a guy that and somebody said it in here, a one trick pony. I really do think he is a one trick pony, but he's a guy that creates pressure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't hurt for one year if he we know we're still going to go in the draft. We know we're still going to still build. And if if we can show up the O-line and the D-line in next year's draft, because we now have a quarterback and he works out that we're, we're we're winning. Yeah. You know, so I love it. We're in a great spot. I mean, shout out to King Poles. Shout out to King Poles, man. Appreciate uh, Ryan Poles for rebuilding this team in a way that we can feel confident about it coming into the season. I like what the Bears have, man, coming into this training camp. I'm really excited about where this team is heading. Um, I'm really excited. I know everybody's kind of worried about what we're seeing on the offensive side of the ball. I will say this as well, and Tom Waddle to me said this best today, Um Don't worry about what you're seeing offense versus defense this week because they're not scheming anything. And they've said this multiple times. They're not scheming anything for anybody that's there. 
they're literally just going through the motions. They're literally just, hey, I'm, I, we, we got our set of plays. You got your set of plays. Let's go out there and make a play. When, you, when we get the Indy next week, watch those practices closely. I'm an, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to be there in person for that. I really wanted to see if I could finagle that. But uh, I, I, I really wanted to they, be there. They're going down there? They go, they're going to be practicing in Indy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wanted to finagle that one. I ain't going to lie to you because I was like, man, I want to see it. But we're going to have Jason McKee over on the Chicago Bears podcast. So I'll be able to bring back some intel for y'all, man, and, and we'll keep that flying around as well. Uh, anything else that we got, Joel? Anything else that we want to hit on? Anything uh, catch your eye in the in the national media? Uh, at the moment, nothing is. Uh, we're trying to get everything going. I saw <laughs> we, the, I saw we, the yeah for real. That's that's the this is the toughest time of year, dog, because it's just like all right, training camp. Here we go. We got this. All right, let's keep this going, and we wait. Right, because realistically, the last this week of training camp has been. So much of the same. Yeah. It's been like, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. That's what I want people to understand too. Like, it's been like, well, that was consistent with what we saw yesterday. I guess the question would be, since you're able to get there and see the practices, we know the defense is going to be fine. It's really, what are your takes on that offense? Are you seeing, are you seeing some type of things that show that is uh, Justin extending the pocket some more? Is he kind of staying in the pocket? Like what little things are you seeing on how they're using him to and you know and, and the personnel? Are they are we seeing commit with Tunyon? Are we seeing three receivers out there? Like, are you seeing any type of sets like that? Yeah. No, I, I do want to see that because for me, right, there's so much that we've seen with Justin where I'm saying, by the way, hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. Monday through Friday, we're live here. So stay in tune with us, man. Also got the podcast up on the podcast side. The one thing that I will say uh, that we can't tell in the slightest from what we've seen from Justin Fields and, and DJ Moore and all and every, the offensive line as a whole is how many of these plays Justin would have took off for. Because there's, it, it feels like like it's gotten to a point where it feels like they're forcing themselves. Justin's forcing himself to stay in the pocket because he wants to make a pass. He wants to be able to, you know what I mean? Like that's what it feels like we're at right now. Right. And so I'm not sitting here losing my mind yet on what the offense is because I still want to see. I know people want to see Justin just stand back there and, and sling that thing and get his head taken off while he's passing it as he throws a nice pass. But I would rather see Justin stay out of harm's way if that means him using his legs, getting a first down and sliding or taking the easy underneath, which we've seen a ton. That's really what I want to see from this Indianapolis practice. Yeah. But, hey, man, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. As always, man, P-Kid had to jump up out of here. But we're going to keep this thing right here, man. Appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Um, Tomorrow we'll finish this week out with – there is no practice tomorrow, but we'll give you guys kind of a preview for the game, I guess. Uh, Like, does anybody – do we really care? Do we really care about a preview for the Tennessee game? But, hey – uh, we'll give you guys that. Javon Carter's wearing number five, by the way. A little update there. Um, I don't think we have anything else really to hit on. So I'm going to get up out of here, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love. As always, it's your boy, Pat the Designer. Back at it again. Joined by the super producer, Joel Holt. <laughs> and the pettiest man alive was here, but he dipped out. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. One love. Peace.